0: Welcome to the One Solution Podcast.
1: In this podcast, we're going to explore if there really is one solution to all the world's problems. And perhaps that solution lies in the mind. The mind is both the source of those problems, but also the solution to those problems.
0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the 99 Problems. One solution. And today's theme is, topic is inequality, or today's problem, I should say, is inequality.
1: One down, 98 to go. Right.
0: (laughs) We're going to go through until we're completely done and this is, we've solved all the world's problems. All
1: 99 of them, whatever those are. Apparently there's 99, Mm -hmm. is the magic
0: number. Mm -hmm. So, um, the reason why we wanted to have um, this topic... Inequality was because we've basically, since we moved to Chicago, since we started One Solution, we've seen so many effects of inequality, so many different versions of it. Mm -hmm. We've seen financial inequality, we've seen gender inequality, we've seen racial inequality, all kinds of...
1: Religious inequality, political inequality. You don't have to look hard to find all the versions these days. Right, right, right,
0: (laughs) And in doing that, we've seen that actually all these same type of inequalities or differences are really in effect of the same thing. They look like totally different things, but it's actually the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And how we're going to kind of use this as an example is that in order to really look at all those inequalities we have to ask ourselves what's actually equal like if there's a lot of inequality in the world what is actually equal in humans what is it that equalizes us and i think our tendency is to look outside to feel equal again right so if we take all those examples if we take financial inequality i have more money than you have and i think i deserve I deserve to have more money. My world is absorbed in creating more money for myself without looking to see if you have enough. That is very typical to solve by uh, having a, some kind of conversation around how do I change so I give you that amount of money? Or how do we give you the same amount of money? How do you even get more? Or how do I get less?
1: How do we distribute it differently? Right.
0: right. So we look to how do you make the change outside in the what is unequal, in a way, and you can see the same thing in like gender inequality, we in racial inequality. We're trying to fix it by fixing the thing out there, not actually that people have misunderstood something that make us seem like we're different make it seem like humans are not the same in a way so
1: can i jump in and give two examples of that like just in my lifetime two versions of what you're talking about that i experienced firsthand one was um affirmative action became a thing um when, I, I guess in the 80s, I feel like, is when people really started talking about it, 90s. I don't even know. But I just remember learning about affirmative action and hearing people's different takes on it. And there was a lot of, you know, stories in the media about it. But the idea was men get more um, promotions and better pay. And in order to balance that, we're going to require of people. Right that they give X amount of positions to women or minorities or people of other races. And it's interesting because you could hear um, the people that felt like that was forced upon them didn't like doing it and did it begrudgingly. And so even though some of those people may have gotten different promotions or salaries, there was still a feeling in that business of you're not equal. We just had to do this because we have to do this. (laughs) So on the one hand, it is a step in the right direction, but it doesn't actually solve the problem at the source, which is to your point about how do we actually make things equal? And we'll come to that in a moment. Another example that was really close to home for me was um, growing up in Atlanta. Atlanta is a very segregated city and our school systems are, are very segregated. And in the 90s, when I was in elementary school, they initiated a program. And even as a child in school, when I heard the name of this program, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and the program was called m to m And they painted it on the buses, m to m And that stood for minority to majority. And that was their solution to integrating the schools was bringing busing, minority kids, which we can have a whole sidelong conversation about he- how even that word is made up and immediately creates a separation in people's minds in an unhelpful way, in an equalizing way. Um, and so these kids were bused from their neighborhoods in their part of the city of Atlanta to our neighborhoods, to our public schools, which were more predominantly white, to the majority, so that they could get a supposedly better education. And the problems in that became evident very, very quickly. Everything from, they were asking these kids to get up an hour earlier and sit on buses in Atlanta traffic to get to school far away from them and then go back to their homes far away from that school. Everything about it from the hours of sleep that they got deprived from, the fact that doing after-school activities was was really difficult because they lived so far away, to the fact that it wasn't their home and didn't feel like it was their school. It felt like they'd been put into this other school that was called the majority, that was called, this is going to give you a better education. And, and there was a tremendous amount of, um, understandably, resentment and bitterness in that program that kind of spilled out into our school environment. Um, So again, I can see that it's, I think, well-intentioned that people try to fix and make things more equal in the external world, but it doesn't actually solve it. And I mean, those are just two of thousands of examples we could give where people have tried to do it from the outside in, and it's really backfired on them.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like I was, I was thinking when you, when you said that about, you know, inequal pay, for example, like it's, it's obvious that in a lot of fields, men has been paid, you know, disproportionately more than women, for example. And one of the ways of solving that is like really start paying women more that has like a, huge effect, making, making that visible, making like, make it apparent to the world that that is actually happening. And it's a real thing. And like our unconscious, like, uh, ways of thinking about that is just like such a huge deal. Like I'm all for that, but, but does it change the fundamental flaw in misunderstanding that made that happen in the first place?
1: Right. It'll come out somewhere else if we right. don't fix that. So. Or,
0: or like, like even let's say someone is a racist and you put out uh, rules into the world that makes it really hard to outwardly be a racist, you know, it, it, it's not, it's frowned upon. Let's say you are a racist. You misunderstood something that certain colors are wrong in your country. For for example, that is frowned upon. So, but still, it has nothing. It hasn't changed anything without you. You're still a racist. And immediately, if somebody in that country then goes, "It's okay to be a racist,"
1: boom, boom,
0: <laughs> I'm back again. You know, like because because the problem wasn't solved. It was only dormant. It wasn't right. visible.
1: It was suppressed for it a while. It was suppressed for mm-hmm. a while.
0: So, what we're doing by focusing too much on fixing it out there is that it doesn't really get solved and it it gets suppressed it either comes out again when when change happens or somebody new brings uh, that mentality back again or it takes a different form like if someone's biased towards certain uh, you you can take it away one place but it'll come out another place so and we're going to share what we mean, like what actually would solve this. But like first, we, first we got to say that you can do all those things. Those things are amazing. They they are helping. Yeah, but are, just to
1: be clear, right? There, we have. <laughs> I'm to not do that. suggesting equal pay exactly. isn't a great thing, and we are
0: strongly for that. And we're making you know uh, our efforts to do that. But we have to look and question and see. How did this start and how is it continually being created uh, in the world? So we don't have to deal with the effects. So we don't in the future have to re- fix a misunderstanding. We have to fix inequality. If not, we're stuck fixing, fixing, fixing all these unequal things and it'll disappear to the left, but then they'll turn out on the right side or 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 the opposite. So we have to look at what is actually at at the root of it of all forms of that specific misunderstanding.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, so you want me to take my stab? Sure. what's at the root? Sure. Well, this is just my version of it, okay? But I actually wrote an article about this recently on on my Medium blog, which is full of now one article because I (laughs) took down the last one. (laughs) But the the point that I tried to make in that article, because it, it looks really clear to me this is the solution is we as a collective species as a human race could can and could aim to understand collectively that we are all the same we are all equal already Right. we make up the inequality and then believe in it And because of the way thought creates a perception of reality, we assume that that inequality is somehow external truth, that it exists in the world out there, that there really are true things that make men better at certain jobs than women or make uh, certain races better than others or make certain sexual preferences. But like, if we believe in that, the mind runs through our senses and gives us seeming proof in the world out there. But the only thing that needs to be corrected is that people need to see we are born equal. I have a heartbeat. You have a heartbeat. I am atoms and energy. You are atoms and energy. Period.
0: Now, can I challenge you already or should we wait until that? Because something came up while you were talking.
1: Okay, fine. What is it? (laughs) Well... Because barely got going, and you're already challenged. <laughs> I know I'm taking
0: a pill out of your your, your game. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, just because I know people might be thinking this, and and I, I and I think this, like we have to consider like what is true in a, what inequality and what is just the natural um, differences in the world. And I'll I'll give basic 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 examples like. I'm taller than some people and I'm shorter than other people. That doesn't make, that doesn't mean anything other. Like nobody's less equal because they're shorter. And it's not like it's made up that I'm taller than them or that I'm shorter than other people. It's not like the mind has created this weird thing that I'm smaller or shorter, no, or taller than somebody and that's impersonal that's not a problem in the world in my mind that that we are different that are dif- there are differences the same way certain people have different strengths where others have those same weaknesses in that area in terms of um in terms of for example work uh equality where there's certain things where i where we try to solve it outside exactly this way where Let's say you have uh, a business that has uh, 80% uh, guys in them, and people came to that business just because they were attracted to it and because it felt natural to those guys to do it, and it was just the way things occurred. Now, in that regard, saying, well, we have to fix this by getting that percentage down from 80 to 50%, just for no other reason than getting a 50 50 equality. Now, to me, that isn't true equality. That is kind of like playing the outside game. It's not really the same thing we're talking about now, in a way. If that makes sense. To me, that's not made up. It doesn't mean anything unless it does. Right. Right. Unless it does. Right. We make the meaning in the world. We make the meaning in the world. But we do have a lot of people w- when when I think it's no problem at all that some people are taller and under Some people are basketball players, good at sports, and some people are not. Some people are drawn to uh, tech stuff. Other people are drawn to use their hands. It doesn't mean that we have to have... Uh, All different colors, all different sexes in everything, because that's equality, if you know what I mean. Right. Right.
1: right. No, but what I think is, and we have no idea what those percentages would actually look like in an equal world, because it's not right now. So we don't actually know how many girls, well, we're finding out more and more, but would be drawn to engineering or say... You know, some other male-dominated politics, or and more and more than the the numbers are increasing. But the truth is, is we're we already put our preferences and the belief in those onto society in a way that we don't really know what the natural numbers would be.
0: That's true because we don't know if it what's now is natural,
1: right? And that's right. why I think it is futile and exhausting to try to fix it in the way you're talking about by creating a 50-50 split or going around and kind of policing it to try to change it after it's been created. What I think would change it organically, authentically, and sustainably for the long term is if, as opposed to how we educate people today. And and it looks different in different parts of the world, but there's inequality built into how we raise human beings to think and behave in all different parts of the world. Right. You know, there are parts of the world where they actually teach kids, you are superior because of your religion. Everyone else is less than you. That makes you special, you know? Right, 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 right. Or, you know... Or
0: you're inferior.
1: Or you're inferior because of your gender, your sexual preference, your religion, your what have you, Right. if we actually took that away and what we were raising human beings to understand is, look, we're all just humans. We are all equal. We all came from the same thing. We're all made of the same thing. Everything else is just... Um, personality preference and thought system and you can play with that and that's the thing is i'm not suggesting we're suddenly going to strip everyone back and everyone's going to be the same exact thing and look and talk and feel the same and like the same things no no that would be terrible and frankly impossible but if the one thing people knew was we are all equal period just like we learn um I mean, I can't think of any other example than like, you need water to survive. Like, you're not gonna get to do this life thing without water because that's one of the basic laws of life is life on earth. We're looking for water on other planets because we know humans can't exist without water. It's like, that's so fundamentally ingrained in us. We frankly don't even need to be taught it. We just do it naturally as we get thirsty and we look for water. And in the same way, if people saw We are all equal, period, end of story. That is just the nature of life. But you're going to have a mind that's going to produce thoughts, and it's going to create ideas about life, and you're going to get really into those, and those are going to look like reality to you. But guess what? They're not. They're just your thoughts in the moment, and they can change. And they are not something to be um, insecure about, and they're not something to be superior about they just are. And if you know that about how you're creating your personality and your perception of life and your belief systems, then you'll be fine. You will coexist equally with people who have different thoughts and beliefs than you do. You won't need to defend them, and you won't need to be violent against people who have differences, or you won't need to quietly, maybe not violently but sort of like under the radar suppress them, you know, exploit those people or discriminate against them. If that was understood, And the way that kids understand so many things that we come to take for granted now, like in the article, I gave the example of like, we kind of have realized that there are certain things you need to teach human beings that help them be healthy and thrive. And we realize if we haven't taught those things, because it starts to rear its ugly head. So it's like, we taught kids about germs. And then we started realizing you could teach kids about things like safety, like, uh, I know. I don't know what it was in Norway, but I will never forget stop, drop, and roll. Like that is what they taught us. It's like if you're because kids play with fire and different things. Like if you catch on fire, stop, drop, and roll.
0: We didn't have that. We didn't have that or duck and cover or any of that stuff.
1: You guys weren't taught about what to do in fire.
0: No, I, I guess it was too cold to be to put on fire. <laughs> you don't have I, fire in Norway. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I can't remember any story of anybody being put on fire. You know. So. Do you guys
1: have sex ed in Norway? Yes. You do. Yeah. Because that's a big debate here, and I find that fascinating. To
0: have it, or whether or not. Ha- yeah, whether or not to have it, or what do you teach?
1: No, meaning like being educated about sex and stds and reproduction and how to prevent stds and reproduction really prevention like right. wear a condom or you know and there's a lot of debate around that in the states because religious groups think it should be abstinence only but guess what you can teach kids to not have sex but they do it anyway so right. isn't it better if they know like here's right, how right. you put on a condom and right so yeah
0: yeah no we definitely have that in in norway it was it was it was very awkward though <laughs> It was, it was very awkward. And mostly because the, the people who teach us are awkward. Are like, awkward about it, if Somebody yeah. came in and just like, oh, here's this normal thing, and this is how you do it. But it's not. It's like, this is a banana. <laughs> or they get the banana, and they show it con. It, it was like, why are you, you so awkward? Like, I'm already awkward. Like, I, my voice is weird. I have all these, like, <laughs> pimples in my face. Like, it's already awkward. You're making it worse, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I just remember the, like, um, did you have... Like, say no to drugs videos and classes and things like that. Those were super awkward. Like, the, the videos that they showed us were always so lame. Right. It was like, come on, Sally, try it. Right. <laughs> and it's like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, to go back to our original point of, like, I think it's entirely possible and worth trying to... um have a basic universal public health campaign that helped people see that you are equal and everything else is made up. And it's you getting into your ideas and thinking your ideas are right. And that's okay. That's going to happen sometimes, but it's not true. Right. <laughs> if you, right. And that covers all of them, then, you know, and I know it sounds, radical, but I think it only sounds radical because there are so many different versions of inequality in the world right now. It looks like we need to address them all individually, but kids already know this. It's really easy to teach kids this. Kids are not born homophobic or racist or jihadists. They're not. We teach them to be that way. And so if we could early enough really kind of preserve the equality that they're already born with, then I think we'd be in good shape. Yeah,
0: like, I think if we could just teach the fact that we are also as a culture a little bit biased, like, that's why it's fun uh, comparing Norway to America. Because even if you do uh, look at history, so if you take any historical event that happened, Norwegian books... Yes about what happened is different than American books of what happened. And it might not be obvious in that example, but let's say, um, um, like the indigenous people of America writing a book on when Christopher Columbus came over (laughs) about an historical event that happened, they will write one kind of book and then you see the book that, uh, the people after Columbus who came there wrote about what happened.
1: I saw this when I went to Argentina. I was, like, completely appalled by how distorted my history teachings had been. And then once I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, duh, of course everything I learned has an American slant. But, like, it was polar opposite. Right. How they described um, Castro and Cuba and Pinochet and everything that happened. Yes with communism in the U.S. and who took down who. I mean, I basically was shocked. It was 100% different than what I had been taught. It's like, oh, yeah, right. go figure. History is just one person's idea of what happened. Right. <laughs> or one group of people's idea of what happened.
0: Yeah. And, like, if we could kind of learn about history, but also about truths. like, everything in school works that way. It's not only history. It's like all the Way we uh, indirectly and directly teach religion, like, or or whatever form of that you would have in school. Like, the fact that you are born in Norway, you will get a, a view of the world that is biased based on the culture of Norway. If you go to Pakistan, it'll totally make sense that they have the reality where that is correct and like. And the values and what's equal and not will be that way. You know, we didn't have uh, our indigenous people was the Sami people, which was like way up north in, in Norway. All, all you know, all over Norway, and we made up that same thing. Like we made up that that what we feared was was less than. Basically, that's why I feel it. It, it comes down to like if we're afraid of it, we have to either kill it or try make, to control or it. try to control it. Right. And like, you know, it's like that book about, um, uh, what's the, what's the guy who's South African. That's a talk show host now.
1: Oh, Trevor Noah, Like Trevor Noah, like born a crime, born
0: a crime. Yeah. Like basically he was explaining that in order to control a huge mass of people, you have to create the illusion of, you are not the same as us. Right. And then create the illusion that you have to fight with each other and even believe that. So you divide into even more fractions, mm-hmm. even more little tribes, because if we're divided, we can unite. Mm-hmm. You know, so that whole illusion of like creating something that is less than Hitler did the same. All people who have created a lot of pain of suffering has began by totally just seeing that, for some reason, some humans are less than. And because of that simple, but in a, in one way, brutal, brutal idea has enormous effect and millions of people die out of that little thing in your mind that tells you for some weird reason that this group of people is different and and is not worth as much as an equal. After that, always like pain and suffering. Uh, uh, and even like you know, and when you interview people in those periods, they would say there's something wrong. There will always be people who are like went ag- against their instinct. Like they knew we're all the same. Like the the child, the children knew. They would say, why are we doing this? And the people feel like this feels wrong so you override it by this really strong illusion this really strong illusion no that's right we got to listen to this but it's it's not real what's real is that gut feeling like this is wrong like what we're doing to each other is wrong we're like i feel for you like when you cry i cry that has to be some kind of reason why we're feeling this emotion like you watch a movie you don't even know them, but you feel emotions. It's because whatever you see, it's a mirror of yourself. So it's like, that's the truth. Like it's not, and it's not like that cheesy, we're all one. It's like, it's true. Like we are literally all the same. We're just kind of wake up in different parts of the world and are uh, presented with different thinking. And the only thing that would solve it is that just having a conversation about that we're thinking, that we're the same. That that we make up different versions of the world in different parts of the world. And any time our mind tells us that something is not equal, that's made up. Like if that became the standard, like you know, like a red light almost. Like so, if somebody in a, in a country said, "Hey, hey, these people are not as good." The rest of the world will go. Hey, hey! You remember that feeling? Remember how we agreed on? If you feel like somebody is not equal, that's a red flag that you're not seeing things straight. You know, like the same way. You know, we can have the same. If I feel like I'm superior to you, if I feel that feeling and go red flag, Eric, like you're you're totally off here. You you think that you are better than her. Now that red flag, you know, solves um, all kind of like marriage issues, but it does solve all kind of those extreme examples of inequality and pain and suffering that comes from like going to the deep end of such a like brutal difference difference and an illusion. Yes. You know?
1: And I think, you know, to bring it back to a personal example of like our relationship, it doesn't mean you don't have those moments where you do feel superior to me and I do feel superior to you. There's times where I judge you and I think what you're doing is stupid. And if you could only see what I see, like that's normal, it's human. But to your point, knowing that's a red flag, that you're lost in an illusion, it's not actually true. It doesn't mean you don't have the human... Occasional thought of that. Right. You just don't buy into the thought. You just don't think it's true. You don't think it's an external reality. That's all people need to understand. That's it. Have your moments of superiority, have your moments of inferiority. Yeah. But know that they're passing thoughts. They are not truth.
0: Be a racist, but know you're full of shit. (laughs) You know, like. (laughs) Literally, like you can have the feeling like I'm a racist, but like, oh, wait a minute. What was it? If I feel this strong feeling of urge to like right of superiority, I must I must be off even though I feel like it. I
1: even had this happen like an hour and a half ago in yoga. I went to yoga and the person sprayed this like air freshener scent at the end of the class because it was like a heated yoga thing. And of course, it's like it's hot. It's musty. I hated the smell of it. And I literally thought to myself, why would you spray something that smells disgusting in a hot, sweaty room? And I felt in my body this like, what's wrong with you kind of like reaction. And then I realized like, well, clearly that person thinks it smells good. Like they have different nostrils and they have a different sense of this. Like, but I had a moment of being like, what is wrong with you that you would do that? And then I realized, oh, I just don't like it. Okay. And I just totally relaxed and let it go. And it was no big deal. But it's that a trillion times a day knowing, oh, this is just my thought about this. Right. And being humble about that and moving on.
0: Yeah. We're like a typical relationship thing. It's like somebody's, some people are tidy and some people are not, you know?
1: No, let's not get too personal. (laughs) (laughs) This conversation was going so well.
0: (laughs) But like, and I mean it, like, that's why. I'm tidy, he's not. so so you know. uh, Because like, you have to recognize that I am, like in this, don't quote me on this, but I have the same qualities as Hitler. Not in the exact thing, but moments of misunderstanding the same thing. Like not that extreme, but the same flavor of I'm right, or this is wrong, or you're wrong, or like blah, blah, blah. It's just, it becomes so extreme that we don't recognize that it's, it's almost, it makes it more human to realize I have the capacity to go that far. I also have the capacity to totally like not go that far, but to see that we're all doing it. Like if we're really going to equalize the good in us, like equalize that we are all the same, equalize that we're all underneath all our differences, we are the same. Like you said, we're energy. And not in a woo-woo way, just like a truth. Like, we are the same. We also create our own little version of reality. That's true. Now, if then somebody does something that I think is horrible, I also got to realize if somebody across the world can do something horrible, I can do something horrible. Like, I'm the same in that thing. There's nothing wrong with that person. There's nothing... Um, um, that that person also has the same good in that person, and that's important in equality too. It's not like we're equal in a good feeling good way, but we are equal in our capacity to create destruction. In a way, like right. because we have this mind, we can create beauty, we can create destruction, and that's why like we have to take care of. And show people show the bullies and the bullied, you know? Right. We can't just say, Oh, get the bullies in a corner and like punish them. You know, we have to say, like, no, no, no. If we're equal, we gotta we gotta put that same notion, that same love to people who are not seeing it. We can't fight it with you are wrong. You are uh you are less than because you feel like other or less than if that makes sense like right like i can't feel that a racist is less than than me you know what i mean like that makes me fall for the same thing i've lost track of the fact that then
1: you're superior to race and i'm
0: superior to races you know (laughs) what i mean
1: like yep. and that's an inequality so
0: there's some beauty in like seeing like we are all the same it will look like beautiful or horrible based on where we are but That way we can kind of like connect with all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly.
1: Yeah. I thought a lot about that yesterday when we were in uh, one of our Rebels for Peace uh, teens that we work with um, had a court hearing yesterday because he has two gun charges now, Um, and it goes without saying like well maybe it doesn't go without, it goes with saying he's a really good kid. Uh, we've spent a lot of time with him in the last 9 months or so and he's a wonderful kid and i actually think all kids are. Right. And they like we said there's it's not um it's not a one-sided thing it's an everyone thing but what struck me as we were sitting there and of course perfect example of inequality in our modern culture. Every kid in the waiting room waiting to go in for their court hearing was African American, every single one of them. And watching them kind of like talk with each other. And there was that one girlfriend boyfriend that were like really sweet with each other. And they just reminded me of me when I was a teenager, everything about them, like just the way they were and like trying to look cool and trying to look like they didn't really care. But of course they cared and they were nervous and they were frustrated. It's like, yeah, I remember feeling that way. I felt like it yesterday, you know, like, and thinking of all the dumb things that I did as a teenager and still do sometimes to try to feel important or to feel like I fit in, you know, I I I drove around in cars with people I knew I shouldn't be in cars with that were up to no good, but I wanted to be friends with them or I wanted to not be the kid that said, hey, I don't think this is a good idea. You know, like I had plenty of moments where if we had happened to get pulled over by a cop, I could have been in that same situation. I didn't have a gun on me, but I was definitely in cars with drugs, for example, or alcohol underage. Um. And frankly, had I grown up in an environment where guns are so pervasive and normal, I would have been a kid in a car with a gun too. Like that just wasn't in my environment, but drugs and alcohol certainly were. And I certainly did my fair share of dumb things with those. And it just struck me like if, if they, if police drove around white neighborhoods and pulled over teenage kids, they'd find just as much stuff to take them in for. But And I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of that. That'll be another podcast. That's a whole other podcast, yeah. But but that is a great example of, like, we see a difference there, and we've created a system that holds that difference in place. So the numbers of incarcerated African-American young men is so high because of exactly what we're talking about. And what struck me is, like, Me too, like I would be in the exact same situation as this kid had the tables been turned, had the inequality been facing the other way. And I've had my fair share of moments as a woman where, for example, I've had to deal with things as a woman that I know men don't have to deal with. So we, we don't need to go there. But what really touched me yesterday is if you get close to any human, you see the oneness in them. All those kids looking at them, I could see myself in all of them. And the problem is we don't get close when we have a society built on an idea of separation and differences and inequality. We stay far. And so those differences seem more real because we never have to get close to them and see. But I think any human you meet face to face and get to know them, you'll see they're doing things for the exact same reason you did things, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And so I love your point that it's not just we're all one on the we're all beautiful and equal level. We're all one in the way in which we accidentally make up stories that fuck up our lives and make us do stupid things. We're all one there too. Right. There's no difference. Right. And I'm very happy to say that he got off. He's not guilty. So, yay. <laughs> yay <for him. laughs> Because he happened to have, I think, a super awesome judge. <laughs> right. Yeah. We were there for support, but I don't think we actually did anything to help. But no, he, he did it by we himself. did love him, which I think helped. We did. He did. He did do it by himself, yeah. which was great.
0: We'll see if there's any comments there before we go. We
1: don't have our our third helper, Manny, with us today. So Aiden's been uh, manning the tech of all of this, which I'm all right. We got super impressed by.
0: Tomorrow Snyder says, "Wow, we make the meaning." That's true.
1: Hey, tomorrow. Hey, tomorrow. Miss you.
0: Maybe we'll see you tomorrow, tomorrow. We'll
1: see you next weekend, actually. We will, yeah.
0: Haven yeah. says, that's why beliefs needs to be challenged. Nice to read Professor Arnon's article, Living in Change. Huh, interesting. Great Time talk. check that out. All right.
1: Well, thank you for everyone, to yes. everyone, for tuning in. All right. And, and if you have um, any,
0: um, you felt like something, pull pull your shoulder when you heard this and like hey what about this or like you really want to hear more then write in the comments and we could address it in the next one
1: yeah definitely we got 98 problems to go bring it on
0: right (laughs) hey you didn't actually do the first one we'll probably have to go back to this one later
1: (laughs) all right have a good weekend everybody